Welcome to Allendale Market Talk. This is Greg McBride. I'm joined as always by Mike Lung. Mike, big week last week. We had the USDA report. We saw the markets take a major hit from Wednesday of last week through Monday of this week. And they don't even feel like, even though we saw some green on the screen today, Tuesday, uh, the 18th, it doesn't feel like we've recovered anything. What's uh, what's going on in these markets? Does it does feel a little bit quiet? I guess. I think quiet's a great way to put it. Uh, we've really done much of nothing so far this week. We don't have any kind of crazy impressive volume. We don't have any kind of huge movement. While we've had some, what this time last year we would have said big moves. This year, on a percentage basis, really minuscule. I mean, we've been seeing double-digit moves pretty much every day, and we should at this point with where we're at price level-wise. You got it up at 16 bucks for beans and still above 6 bucks for corn, and you're really just not seeing any kind of large bounce off of these recent lows have been put in here looking for potentially new buyer center or if funds are going to look to get back in this core market after liquidating their position which i'm not in the camp of uh you're not seeing the justification in open interest or price action to say that they are jumping right back in so well let's talk about something real quick because this is this is going to be on our customers minds this is on all the you know anybody that's that's watching things if we've had such extremely strong new crop corn demand at a time when we don't wouldn't normally see it, this is very early for us to be selling new crop corn. China has bought over 9 million tons of new crop corn so far, and a lot of it here in the last couple of weeks. What? Why are we not seeing any kind of a reaction out of that? I mean, just in the last two days, I think they've bought uh, two, two and a half to three million tons. So what's what's going on? Why can't we get some sort of a, a secondary rally built off of that? So I'm going to tell you something about this China. China is not a country that has ever done anything without a strategy to it. You see a bunch of purchases right now, and this time last year when they were also part of this phase one deal, we saw very little to no purchasing taking place. So we have at this point prices sitting above five bucks and have been pretty much the entire time they've been buying, well, have had it above five bucks this entire period over the last several sessions that they've been buying. And they are essentially buying this new crop corn for almost, I'd say, almost double of what they were purchasing it for last year. And you're seeing them come in here and purchase a ton right now after we just had a USDA report, as well as China's own reports saying that they are looking at reduced imports for this upcoming year. So you have China that has dropped their own estimates from 28 million metric tons down to 20, increase their production stateside or domestically there. Ukraine's increasing production. Next year's South America crop is supposed to be fantastic. And you're seeing China come into the mix and buying our corn right now. So you have people saying, well, they need it. That's why they're buying it right now. And 
I really don't think that's the case whatsoever because you have a phase one deal that is in a dollar amount. So if you knew that you didn't need the same amount of crop and you're a communist state that can really set prices, do I want to be buying crop at a lower price and having to try and purchase more bushels in order to hit that dollar amount? Or am I gonna buy a massive amount at a higher level so that way I don't have to buy more later? And I hit my dollar amount extremely early. Right. It's, okay. It's, well, then, what's the? Why are we not seeing them come in and buy beans as as frequently? Shoot, I mean, it seems like they're they're not buying beans at all right now. And we do have tight ending stocks, but a hmm. lot of those tight ending stocks rely heavily on this increased export demand from China, and exports have been extremely quiet in in beans now for months mm -hmm. why are we not seeing that uh that story come through because at you know 14 or 15 dollars uh for uh for new crop soybeans that should fulfill some of that dollar amount too shouldn't it it should but it's the exact opposite story from corn for them they said themselves they're looking to import more beans in this upcoming year so if i need more beans I'm just going to hold off and let the market break. They, uh -huh. We don't have this crop fully planted yet. We don't have this crop anywhere close to being fully grown. And if I were to be looking to buy beans and fulfill that dollar amount while also needing the actual crop, I'm, I'd wait for a break. I'm not going to buy it early. I'm going to let the market sit here and think, why aren't they buying? Why aren't they buying? Why aren't they buying? Or they're never going to buy sell off get mm -hmm. that panic sure so okay so a lot of strategy there has been the entire time and i would continue to count on china staying st uh, strategic and how they are going about this world stage mm -hmm. now let's talk about these uh, corn and beans from a more technical uh, perspective because um we've been talking about this for a while these markets were overheated um, we're trading well above economic value. The confirmation that we got from the USDA last week on their WASI report, you know, 1.2, I think it was 1, 1.257 on uh, old crop corn, 1.5 on uh, new crop corn. You still had beans at 120 again for, I think, the fourth month in a row uh, on old crop and 140 on this new crop. Um, what do we... What do we have to uh, to say about this from a technical perspective? Because we have seen such a big dip off of those those highs. I think old crop was a about a sixty to eighty cent drop in corn and beans, and new crop was uh, about a dollar uh, from the top. What are we What are we thinking right now? Are we looking for any kind of a uh, recovery? Are we Is it too early to shut the door on this, uh, or can we call a top at this point? As of right now, you can't call a top. You have a little recovery in this corn market, which could uh, signal a move back higher. You have what is right now support holding, but you also have a potential head and shoulders on that July contract. And then you also have to think, what's the time frame of the top I'm calling? So as of right now, 
with how overdone we've done it, with how much funds have already shown their hand towards liquidating, and with the market backing off here at the later part of the day, coming within 11 cents off of its highs for the corn, you could potentially see some further selling coming to the mix and seeing it set back further. And just as quickly as we've ran this market up, take price back off. So I would say at this point, it's too early to conclude a top. And then you have to then make the distinction of what time frame of a top are you talking about? Um, but I would not be overly surprised to see some further liquidation come out of the mix, at least until we can answer the question, do we have a dryness problem that is going to enter the mix? As of right now, you're seeing rainfall, you're seeing it start to warm up and you're seeing pretty ideal conditions. Um, but as we get into that early June timeframe, do those extended weather maps take the rain out and keep it out? In which case we could have another movement in this market. If not, it could get pretty interesting with the amount of acres that are being thrown around for corn. Mm -hmm. Now we've we've talked in uh, in recent weeks about uh, the fund positioning uh, versus uh, open interest and and all that, and we've talked about open interest uh, declining while we are still rallying. And one of the things that we've uh, we've really pointed out was that we were seeing um, fund the funds liquidate minor amounts of of their position as we saw the open interest uh, decline. Well, on this last USDA report, or in the last CFTC report on Friday that ended as of last Tuesday, we saw the, the dropout of 56, I think it was 56,000 corn contracts. Mm -hmm. so they liquidated 56,000 corn contracts. That doesn't even take into account what what the market did on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the first two days of this week, which is which makes up uh, what we'll see on on this on this Friday's report. What do you think? Uh, what do you think this uh, this means as far as um, the psychology of the funds at this point, with them now seeing a big chunk of of their position uh, taken out? Are they going to continue to see that uh, fall apart? Um, are we going to go back to more of a neutral uh, position, or is this a, is this a lie in wait until they see until they start to see what the uh, summer maps look like? I'm no fun expert, but from a strategy standpoint, if I were to just show a bit of my hands and liquidate a good chunk of my contracts, taking a slight pause and having that sigh relief where that bull, uh, bull trap typically comes in place, dead cat bounce, things along those lines. Seeing that pause for people to take the sigh of relief, okay, we're gonna be fine, we held support, let's look to buy into it and then come in here and smash the sell button again and liquidate positions would not be overly surprising. So as of right now, they could be in one of two stances. One we still have about, I think, 340,000 contracts long, and we still have enough of a position to say if this thing does get dry that 
we can hold that and look to continue to liquidate on the way up and continue to take profits after holding it for at this point several dollars um and look to go that way or they come out here with noah's forecast that is saying that we're going more to a uh, neutral summer and nothing in the way of la nina until maybe late uh fall and say you know what i need to get out before my neighbor gets out because i want my earnings to look better than his that makes sense completely makes sense so um you know as we as we start to uh to look uh out to uh the month of june obviously we're going to be uh we're about 80 percent planted on on corn we're 65 67 something like that on beans we're way way ahead of uh our normal uh planting uh, planting pace uh when it comes to uh to both corn and beans at this point um are we thinking do we give the edge to uh, planting more corn? Do we give the edge to planting more beans? Uh, is it some somewhere in the middle? Is it, uh, you know, if we were deficient by 3.5 million uh, acres, are we gonna see 1.75 million to each one? Uh, or are we gonna see more because maybe there's some switching of, uh, of spring wheat or, uh, or cotton acres or something like that? Um, is there potential to see, say, 3 million more corn acres and 2 million more bean acres uh, on this June report? I would not count anything out at this point. Um, I, I do think that corn, just based on what I've been hearing, could very well be the winner in the acreage battle. And based on what you have a lot of these current estimates coming out at, you could see corn really being the winner by a large chunk uh so the big overall takeaway is we're most likely going to see more acres with what you saw out of the usda on this last report with the 1.5 billion bushel carryout with the last acres that we had uh, just realizing that at this point and how quickly the market has moved recently this is more of a supply-based rally than a demand-based rally on this last part of it where the last year has been a demand-based rally if we are past the point of the most bullishness and we've answered somewhat of our supply issue now you have a question of have we overdone it like we've been talking about with the other factors have we overdone it are we going to produce a supply and is it going to be sufficient enough that we are well supplied anywhere between that 1.8 to 2.4 that we've really been between for since i think it was 2014-15 all the way out to just this past year can we get back into that range of supply and if so do we take a decent sized setback in order to say you know what we've completely overdone it and if we keep prices up here we're not going to see that demand come into the mix mm -hmm. okay well, let's let's uh, shift gears to something else we've uh, we've talked about and just get an update on your thoughts here um we've talked about inflation before we have seen the dollar go from you know the multi-year lows to back up to the 93 area now we're back down below 90 again 
we're we're trickling back into that uh into that uh, inflationary fear where you see the the dollar uh drop off and the prices of uh, of everything go that much higher you're kind of teetering i guess you are on a breakout in crude but uh, you're teetering on uh whether or not it really actually wants to go at this point but you're seeing uh silver and gold start to perk up you're seeing some of these other like cryptocurrencies backing off uh bitcoin has has backed way off of its uh, of its recent highs um what's your what's your feeling as far as you know, the fed coming out and kind of you know doing what they do which is to kind of ease fears uh and say that you know we're keeping the inflation rate uh in in check and we're not going to see this massive massive amount of inflation that there will be some but they're you know they're trying to temper fears what's your what's your thought as far as could we see an inflationary rally uh that that uh kind of says supply and demand be damned we're just going to see prices go up in the short term could we see inflationary rally sure we could but at this point it would be what is the supply and demand that is at, at problems here are we seeing this dollar really break back i know we've been printing but are we at a point that we've printed too many dollars do we have enough outstanding debt in order to back that up uh interest rates are still sitting where they're at so what supply is going to be breaking us and as of right now you're still seeing people doing relatively well compared to last year but a big part of what we're about to see is all of this supply that was ordered and with how much shipping has been going on here recently backlogged and wow. at some point all that supply comes to town and it's already been bought so you see everything that's been marked up minorly it's been marked up you see a supply come in that is now oversupplied and now this little bit of a markup becomes deflation and i just have way too much supply there's no way that i'm going to order more i don't need it so you see a backlog of orders now chewed through and not a lot ordered afterwards and now you have all this oversupply that turns into undersupply because well they're not ordering as much so i'm going to back off on manufacturing the products and i'm going to tail back my my margins my overhead and that's where the problem's going to create because then at some point they need to increase their supply once these orders come flooding back in that i i just i haven't ordered enough i've chewed through my backlog of inventory and now i need more and i don't have anyone to order it from because i don't have the capacity at this point because i trimmed it back because you didn't need before uh -huh. so inflation typically leads to deflation that then leads to the next big leg of inflation so do we see inflation right now i'm not entirely sure i don't entirely think that we should during the summer but potentially later on this year potentially quarter three quarter four maybe i think it's a longer term issue that we need to keep in mind but I don't think it's upon us quite yet. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Last question of the uh, of the the show here of this episode. 
and um, you know we t we look at uh, some of these markets that have just been through the roof and we've talked you know we talked about uh, corn and beans um, you know I mentioned uh, Bitcoin uh, is, has faltered uh, we've seen lumber falter uh, you know four to five hundred bucks off its uh, off its uh, all-time highs here is there a potential bubble that's going on in uh, in the Dow or the S&P or the NASDAQ uh, that we have to be worried about too. Is that something that uh, uh, we could uh, we could be uh, taking advantage of? You know, because let's face it, with the economy kind of not nearly as strong as, as what it would appear, at some point, wouldn't you think that these uh, that some of these uh, these stocks uh, would start to uh, to take a hit uh, because the economy is not as strong as it would appear? Or once again, have we printed enough money and given enough money to the uh, to the American public to offset that? What's your what's your thought on that one? So I got to keep pointing back to 2008 with this one. And while everyone is looking at it for grains, I think you got to look for it in the equity market as well. Uh, it does not seem that this last rally has been because everything's so awesome and the market is just incredibly bullish. I think it's been more so buying back of stocks and mm -hmm. doing that on the assumption that they are going to have to lower prices when this oversupply does hit and earnings are not going to look good and that will be their opportunity to then sell stock again in order to generate some kind of revenue for themselves. Mm -hmm. So while we saw 2008, you didn't see the stock market crash and the grains and everything rally. You saw everything tank. And based off of what we had last year with coronavirus and people now coming back to the workforce somewhat but still have a lot of people unemployed and still have a lot of savings that have not been built it's not a good picture and you have a good teetering point here that have we done enough bad and just been trying to hold back this floodgate to a point that we need to see a decent correction in order to justify what we've been doing here. Sure. Okay. All right. Good answer. We'll take that. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up unless you've got anything else to uh, to add to the mix here. Just at this point, if you guys have not signed up already, we have our premium research and snapshot products giving you a day-to-day -day look at everything that is these markets that we trade, the agriculture grains and livestock. Uh, so if you have not signed up already, please give Zach a call at 800-262-7538. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung, Greg McBride. You guys have a great one.